0: This is the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast with your host, Big Bad Boris. Welcome to the newest edition of the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast on the Love Wrestling Podcast Network. My name is Big Bad Boris. I'm a little bit uh, under the weather this week, so if my voice sounds like absolute crap, it's because I feel like absolute crap. But nonetheless, I have a guest guest. That is not absolute crap. That is a fine, fine, uh, up and coming young man in the local professional wrestling scene, Mister T Y Jackson. T Y, what the hell's going on? How are you doing, Boris? Uh, I feel yeah. like ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that time of the year, hey?
0: It is. It is.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm doing well, though. Thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure. Now, the the, the first thing I want to mention uh, from the from the moment that I started calling your matches, I, I've had this urge to call you Ty. And I've had to physically <laughs> stop myself from calling you Ty. Like it's not so bad now, but the first couple of matches, I'm like Ty, Ty, Ty. Uh, where did the Ty name come from?
1: Yeah. Um. just to circle back on that. Yeah, you're not the first person. A lot of people have mistakenly called me Ty before. I think it's because I refuse to put initials between the uh the two letters. Um. Maybe I should start doing that. But oh, like like I, dots? You mean? Yeah, like dots. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, no. So like uh, initially the name. Um, it was like a name given to me when I first started wrestling, like as a, it was like a, kind of like a joke from the promoter, I guess. Um, and I didn't really like the name. So I just took like the first two initials of it, which, which was uh, T Y. and I, I always been a fan of like the, like, um, like the, uh, letters as names. So like the CM, like the CM Punker or, or the AJ and stuff. So I thought I might as well just uh, steal T Y there. So that's what that came from. But more people call me Ty than T Y. So I don't know how it, uh, I was evolved at this point.
0: So you you let me off the hook then. I don't feel as bad now. And I don't think I actually did it, but I know I've come very, very close a few times. Yeah,
1: I don't think I've heard you do it. So So you're safe.
0: (laughs) Right on. So let's go back to the beginning and talk about when you first came across this crazy thing called pro wrestling. When do you remember first kind of Mm -hmm. starting to watch and becoming a fan? Because you're a young man. If I Like, how old are you, if I may ask? I'm 23 years old. Oh, you're young as fuck. Your whole life's ahead of you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, So it like for me, Wrestling was like always uh, something that like I watched growing up. So uh, my mom was a huge fan of it. So um, it was just always the thing that her and I bonded over. Um, You know, we always watched Raw on Mondays and and, uh, Smackdown on Fridays together. So um, it was just like, you know, every kid growing up having like a sport in their household um, that was on TV, uh, pro wrestling, the one that was on mine. So um, I I don't recall like the moment I ever started watching. It It was just kind of always something that was there, you know, something that I was a fan of. So,
0: yeah um when did you decide hey this is something that i think i might want to do this is something i think i could be successful at oh gosh so like i think
1: i had like little stints like when i was 11 i was like okay i'm gonna do it you know and then like i google like wrestling schools or whatever and then never follow through with it and there's a couple times like in high school that i did but like it was i think around when i was done high school um i was like hey you know what like i'm going into college the next year and i was like i need to do this because if i don't try this now i don't think if i i'll ever will you know so um yeah so so i came across a, a mini camp um that was uh, during that summer and i was like you know what i'll just go ahead and try it in worst case scenario you know it doesn't work out but at least i can say i did it you know and uh yeah that's kind of evolved into the career it's happening now so
0: so who did that first mini camp that you went to
1: uh, so it was for Monster Pro Wrestling. Okay. So I, yeah, so that's where I started out. Um, And yeah, I did that mini camp for two days. And, um, you know, I told myself I was going to do those two days and like kind of just like scratch the itch for wrestling and then, you know, uh, go off to college and then go do that stuff. Um, but then, you know, that itch just, I could never scratch it, you know, it just kept, mm-hmm. <laughs> it kept getting bigger and bigger. And yeah, so uh, that's how it uh, all came through.
0: Did you take to it right away or was it a bit of a challenge for you to get your body to do the things you needed to do?
1: Oh, no, I think for me, at least I thought I could like the athletic part, I kind of always got down. Um, It was just something that was like, ingrained in me. Like I always played sports growing up and stuff. I did martial arts a bit as a kid too. So um, the physicality part wasn't wasn't too hard for me. I think what was difficult for me is the like the character stuff. Like I didn't really find my character and, and the portrayal I wanted to to have until like years after. So um, that was kind of the hard part for me. But the physical aspect, I think, came quite well and quite easy. So.
0: so what kind of other sports did you play when you were growing up?
1: I played basketball growing up. Uh, I played soccer. You know, all the typical sports um, like that that kids play in, in school and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I did I did karate for a bit as well, too. So that was kind of my um, intro into, like, the, uh, the combat sports kind of realm. Um, yeah.
0: Did you find that the karate helped you? Because I always like to talk to people who had those kind of backgrounds and ask them about, you know, if that helped – with with your footwork and where your feet needed to be and where your body needed to be. Do you think you had a bit of an advantage because of that? Um, I don't say
1: I don't say it was an advantage, but I could say that definitely it, it like it puts you in that mindset of not being afraid to like be hit or or fall. You know what I mean? Um, because that's the first things that you kind of learn when you do martial arts is how to protect yourself and how to mm-hmm. fall properly. And and those two things was I kind of got down immediately from there. So, um, like taking the bumps and stuff or like taking the shots, you know, that wasn't that wasn't uh, that came easy to me um so yeah i, I could say that there was like a little uh help from there i guess in that aspect
0: i'm so glad that i have a mute button because i'm just snotting up a storm over here and it is so gross oh this yeah, is horrible. Enough. um i totally forgot what i was gonna ask you now um so did you like start training full-time after that did you put college on hold and all that stuff and kind of put all your focus into the wrestling
1: I know I, I've actually been doing both for the past several years now so it's oh. it's been a balance yeah it's been a it's been an interesting balance trying to balance you know work and and wrestling and and school all at the same time so uh, there's definitely days where I was you know out of the house for you know most of uh, the day just like doing all this stuff and trying to get everything in and, and not kind of lack in any aspect so those first couple of years where I was really trying to find my footing was really was really kind of tough but I think it really tested me to kind of see how much I wanted to do this and um, if I was really cut out for it, so and uh, I survived, thankfully, with some bruises and then and some cuts and some uh, some bumps, but I've survived. So uh, it's, it, expected,
0: it's funny you mention that because Billy Starks told a funny story recently. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Billy Starks, but uh, a very very young female Indian wrestler from the states who is mm-hmm. actually just graduating high school now, and she told a story about. Um, how one of her teachers took her aside because they kept noticing bruises all over her. And she had to explain that no, everything's fine. I'm a professional wrestler and this is what I do in my time when I'm not being beaten or abused. Did anything like that happen to you?
1: Uh, n- nothing from like teachers and stuff, but definitely from peers. Um, you know, uh, some of my friends, uh, like my college friends who I kind of met at the time, they, uh, they were noticing that I was walking a little different after some days, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, that, uh, nothing like really physical, like on the face or, or stuff like that, but definitely like the walking and like the limping and like, uh, just like the, um, trying to like, you know, uh, check your injuries and stuff while you're going throughout the day. So some of them would have asked. And I was, I always, was open and told everybody like kind of what was going on and stuff, but definitely like the people closest to me where they noticed. Um, but it was just something you kind of had to push through. And, you know, when people ask, you just kind of had to give them an answer because, uh, they won't stop asking if you yeah. don't. So,
0: and that's not something you hear every day too. So I'm sure people are taken aback and you got to kind of explain things a little bit.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's a weird conversation. Sometimes people really get it. Um, like I had a professor in, in like that I'm actually currently in class with and he's all into it and stuff as soon as he found out. So he was really cool. But some people like, you know, they're like, wait, what? You know, and then you got to explain <laughs> and then you got to have that conversation with them. And, it, and I'm sure most of us in the indie wrestling scene have had that conversation with non-wrestling fans trying to explain to them what it is. <laughs> It's like the biggest headache ever if they don't understand it. So I'm like, just watch this. Like this is this is this is what I do. And they're, yeah. and they're like, what the heck, you know? So, um, some people get it though.
0: <laughs> it's something that I learned because I used to be way, way, way back when I, you know, first got in. I would be that guy who would jump up and defend it and 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 be that guy. But then I learned, uh, that the people who get it don't need an explanation, and the people that don't get it, no explanation will do. And I just kind of think- sit on that.
1: Yeah, exactly, and I mean some people too that have explained that have no idea what wrestling was until they met me. Like as soon as I explained it to them, like they were like, "Oh, like that's pretty cool," you know. So I guess it just depends on how you approach it, you know. And I, I try not to de- approach it with a defensive lens because I understand that, like, you know, not everything that everybody, not every, not everything everybody's into. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, there's certain things that that they may be into that I have no idea. I don't understand. So I try, I try to take it like with a with a little bit of a, a kindness in the beginning and, um, see how they react. But most of the part time people have reacted pretty, pretty, uh, neutrally or, you know, good. So that's, that's good.
0: That's as good, good. As good yeah. as possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what are you taking in school? If I may ask?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm doing a, uh, major in economics and a minor, um, in finance. So that's what I'm doing at the, I'm at the university of Alberta at the moment. So. And it's my last semester. So I'm just finishing that up at the moment. So
0: yeah, so I'm,
1: a, I'm a numbers nerd.
0: So uh, that's interesting actually. So what's the next step after graduation? You become like a a, a financier. Do you go crypto or you're going to be busted for embezzlement in a few years? What's the plan?
1: <laughs> well, now you're giving up my secrets. Part, oh, sorry. So sorry, sorry, dude.
0: So thanks for snitching. Um,
1: <laughs> but uh, no, I've just always been fascinated with like numbers and like how like, the world works, like on a, on a financial level and stuff. So, Um, it just really depends on where I want to go and what I want to do. So there's a lot of different avenues I can go into, and I haven't really figured it out exactly, but, um, I'm just, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that I'm studying something that I actually like enjoy and I'm not just doing it just to get like a degree or something, because, uh, I know there's a lot of people I've experienced who just go for the degree just to get that job to survive and stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, for me, I'm thankful that I'm actually doing something I enjoy. So even if I, you know, if it, when I'm not wrestling, I'm not, you know, super bummed about what I'm doing, you know, I'm actually doing something that I enjoy. So it, it kind of helps, um, balance the life a bit, you know?
0: Excellent. All right, so this is a music podcast as well as a professional wrestling podcast. If you're uh, new to the show, I have my guests pick uh, a couple of tracks to to play during the uh, broadcast. The first track you picked is a track called "Temptation" by Joey Badass. You picked a couple of of uh, hip hop tracks. Tell me uh, about why you picked this one.
1: Yeah, so um, I came across this song and, and the album is called All American Badass by Joey Badass. And uh, I came across it when I was in high school, actually. Um, and, um, you know, what I really liked about the song in particular is that it's one of those songs that has a really good message about it. Um, he talks a lot about, you know, some of the issues that um p- minorities go through um, and some of the, the tough uh, hardships that they have to endure. But he also manages to make the song really catchy. Um, and, you know, and at least in my experience, when it comes to the hip hop genre, there's there's some songs that are really, really like meaningful and have strong meanings behind them, but sometimes they're not really, like, catchy to the ear, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they, they have to, like, relay a serious message. And on the other hand, there's some songs that are, like, really catchy and really enjoyable to listen to, but they don't really have a message behind them. So um, this song in particular kind of has that balance of both where, you know i'm able to listen to it and get some some really good meaning if i hear what he's talking about but i can also you know vibe out to it and i think that's like a good balance when it comes to music so
0: right on all right so this track is uh called temptation it is joey badass on the punk and podrivers podcast it's just the way i
2: feel has been racing so long, yeah it's just no way
3: I'm my lord, I'm young and I'm restless And I really can't help it i never felt selfish before, I've been living so reckless I know Tell me Loki you help me, I said you help, help, help me Now everybody got problems, yeah, but we didn't know my way to solve them uh, I really came up from the bottom, struggling my mama on the last dollar Hustlin', man, I've been putting in these hours The government been tryna to take it where the Really all about the money and the power I just wanna see my people in power Uh, uh, tell me how we gon' shape this vision Complaining all day but in the same condition If you wanna make change, it's gon' take commitment Some people enslaved by their religion Can't emancipate the fundamental principles When I see through optics transform the wisdom Watch me use my prophets, get them on the list. and listen I've been on the mission And I really can't take no more let me fight temptations, my Lord I'm young and I'm restless And I really can't help it i never felt selfish before I've been living so reckless, I know Tell me, Loki, you help me? I said, Loki, you help me? Everybody got fights, yeah, but we didn't know what good advice was Uh, till it leave him lifeless, another mama crying, it's another crisis Lord knows we just trying to live righteous Are you willing to make the sacrifices? I know we can't continue living like this And I never sell my soul cause that's priceless Uh, uh, tell me how we gonna make a living Hustle on the block, who gonna save the children Man, it's all plot, and I'm just refilling The media just trying to make a villain I just take the pain, the pain, the bitch, your voice it's in my head, I hear the whispers When I feel it's way swaying, hell, let's switch oh, I sip the liquor, ah And I really can't take it no more I've been fighting temptations, my lord I'm looking, I'm restless And I really can't help it I never felt selfish before I've been living so reckless, I know Tell me, Lord, you help me? I said, Lord,
2: help, help me? It's just the way So long. It's just the way to deal with these problems
3: alone. And I really can't take it no more. I've been finding temptations, my lord. I'm low. I'm living on rest and I said, Loggy, help me, I've never felt selfish before. I've been living so reckless, I know. Tell me, look it me, bro. I said, Loggy, help me.
4: y'all are treating us wrong we do this because we need to and have right.
0: so that was Joey Badass on the Punk of Potter's podcast the first pick from don't call me Ty Jackson uh T.Y. Jackson <laughs> um I love to ask guys about uh first matches uh because they can be be uh, usually go one of two ways tell me about your first match
1: um okay so I think mine was somewhat in the middle which is weird because some people it goes either really well or really bad yeah um but luckily for me mine was a a triple threat tag team match so there was like oh, 500 a, people in the ring
0: a lot of bodies well, in there okay yeah
1: a lot of bodies so at least in that sense you know i uh, I was able to kind of not do too much to kind of um, experience like the, the horrible impression of a first match. So, um, but yeah, no, it, it actually went quite well. Um, it was a triple threat tag match. I, I, my tag partner was a gentleman named Big Ben. No, it's not Judge Ben Oman. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was this gentleman who used to wrestle at, at MPW. So it was me and him tagging together against um, Rick Jules and James Crowder, who are known as the Dad Ball Squad.
4: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, the Shark Club, so Sydney Steele and uh, T.J. So it was a it was a good match. It was a good introduction. Everybody there kind of really took care of me. Um, but it was nothing too crazy. So um, I'm not I'm not sad about it, but I'm not happy about it. So I'm kind of in the middle. So I guess that's all right for a first match. I, guess, I think
0: right. that is absolutely all right because uh, uh, I've heard some some horror stories, and and they're they're fun to you know, to, to discuss and go talk about it like after time has passed, but at the time, I'm sure it's very difficult. Uh How were the, how were the, uh the, the butterflies? How was the stomach feeling before that? Were you nervous as hell or were you ready to get out there and do it?
1: Oh man, like the nerves are crazy. And to this day, like I get the same set of nerves. Uh Like they don't change at all. Um, I guess that shows that you care, I guess. But um for me, yeah, it was, it was just like surreal. Like I remember standing there and like just looking around and I was like, man, like, I'm glad I got to do this, you know, like worst case scenario. Scenario: If I never do it again, I got to say that I had a match, you know, and I can say that I I tried to at least chase the dream a bit. So, um, I think it was more so just a validation of like, hey, like you know, you did it, you know. So, but yeah, the butterflies are always there. Um, I and you never they never leave, you know, for some reason. Doesn't matter what capacity you're in wrestling for some reason, those butterflies are just they linger around, you know, to the end. Yeah, of time. no,
0: I can totally agree with that, and I've always said like, when you don't have that feeling anymore, that's when it's time to get out. Yeah, that means you've lost your uh, your passion for it. How does your family feel about what you do? Um, I mean, you're you're doing it the right way. With you've got you've got like the schooling and everything going on. So, I, so are they supportive of you getting in the ring and beating the hell out of yourself?
1: Yeah, um, I think. So I come from, and this is kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit, but I come from more of uh, like my family. My parents were immigrants to this country, so um, typically speaking, people who come from where I come from and like um like grow up in the culture that i grew up on, don't usually go into something like this. I mean, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's frowned upon, but it's, def- it's just not, it's not the norm there. You know, mm-hmm. Um you know, they're usually into different sports, whether it's basketball, soccer, stuff like that. That's kind of the key thing. So um I want to say that they're against it, but they just, I don't think they, my mom understands it because she's a fan, but I think it's just the fear of like, Oh, like we don't, we haven't seen anybody else do this. So we don't know what might come out of it you know, somebody that they know or somebody that they're close to, you know, I mean, I have a bunch of friends and family members who played sports and done so and so, and, you know, they can kind of relate to that, but, you know, something like wrestling, that's completely like, you know, foreign to them in a sense, Um, you know, they haven't, they don't have that person that they can look back on and be like, okay, well, you know, this person has done it, this person has done it. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a journey for them as it is for me. Um, But I think it's just considering the fact that I'm kind of, at least I think I'm doing it the right way. And I'm, I'm trying to stay as safe as possible and also, you know, ensure that, I get my education and stuff, it kind of puts up a little bit of peace of mind. So, D- does your mom come out to the shows? Yeah, she does sometimes. Yeah, she does. Um, she's, she's a big uh, wrestling fan, but she's not like an internet fan or anything. So, she doesn't really understand the ins and outs of wrestling. So, but that's um, almost good in a way. Yeah. So she still probably thinks that this is like real, you know what I mean? And I haven't <laughs> told her and I'm not going to tell her cause I, feel yeah. once I do, it's going to be much different, but it makes it much harder to try to justify doing it. You know, when I'm, you know, telling her that I'm getting beat up and stuff, but I think she's kind of smart to it cause she realizes that I'm not dead after matches. So
0: does she boo you? I <laughs>
1: uh, she's very silent. She doesn't really say much. I think it's me because she doesn't, uh, she doesn't want to uh, boo me, but also doesn't want to cheer me. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of the antics that I've been I've been up to lately. But you've uh,
0: definitely been up to some antics. Um, I wanted to talk about <laughs> the exactly. uh, the Rads. You've you've hooked up with the Rads. How did you get involved with this cast of characters? Uh, yes,
1: uh, the good old Rads. So um, I met um, all of them at Monster Pro Wrestling because we all started there together. Actually, um, in fact, Mitch and I did our first mini camps were together so um a little back there but no oh, cool. um, yeah we kind of all started around the same time yeah so we all started around the same time and stuff and um you know there you know you're kind of training with the same kind of set of people all the time so um naturally you start to get to know people and you start to become friends with them and stuff um admittedly i don't think i was as close with them initially as they were with each other you know uh and i think it's i don't know what that was due to maybe the fact that, you know, it was just like a different kind of, we grew up on different eras of wrestling and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it's no secret they're much older than me. So um, they kind of grew up on the Attitude Era and all that stuff. So they kind of all bonded over that. Um, and I and I didn't. So it was a little difficult for, for me to relate to them at first. But I think once we started doing more shows together and and we kind of would take more um, car rides over to, and, and do shows and stuff, we started to realize that we all kind of had the same kind of like humor and the same kind of... Um, you know thoughts when it came to wrestling um so that kind of helped us bond much more and then we realized that oh like we're actually like we really enjoy being around each other like even in a non-wrestling capacity you know just kind of just like hanging out and like you know having conversations and you know shooting the shit as they say so um it was yeah it was it was it all started out as a friendship before it ever became anything on screen so
0: that's where I found uh, like the the friendships remain, you really learn a lot about people, and you and you you get to know and really like people. Is those those car rides? Some of the mm-hmm. best, some of my favorite times in. And I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a vet that's traveled up the road, but I've been in the car a little bit, and just yeah. some some amazing times on the road, just chatting and just doing you know dumb shit to pass the time. Sometimes the car rides are the best part.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I think I think for us, like most of the stuff that we do, whether it comes to. You know the stuff we do for Tales in the Other Card, or like the antics that we pull on shows. Like i say, ninety percent of them come from us just like chatting about it and like laughing, or somebody saying like something stupid and it gets like a reaction in the car, and like you know we we steal it and use it. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it's good bonding time, but also helps build content as well too, which is which has kind of been our our goal is to try to build up as much as content as possible. You know?
0: Tell me a little bit more about Tales from the Other Card because that's something you guys have been doing for a while that I don't think is getting enough eyes on it.
1: Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um so Tills started like early last year. Um it was all like Rich's idea initially cuz um Rich started to realize that like you know the promos were kind of getting like stale and that we need to kind of find a new way to do things. So he um started doing like these these little skits and stuff. And uh he we would talk like he would consult me for ideas and we would talk about stuff and you know I'd pitch stuff to him and um we had this tag match last year and and after that tag match we were like oh like we should probably be like film like a promo about this match or whatever. Um, and then we started doing it and we realized that like, like the bloopers and all the this dumb stuff we were saying was actually like way funnier than the promo itself. So we were like, why don't we just like keep these and like, make it like, like an outtake show almost and make it like a, uh, you know, like sketch stuff. So we started doing that and it was, we, was, we just started popping ourselves. We were like, you know, nobody's probably ever going to see this, but this is real funny to us, you know? Um, and then, yeah, we just kept doing it, and it kept like gaining more momentum and we started coming up with more ideas and stuff and it kind of became what it is today, so
0: yeah, and stuff like that is so important, and it still kind of blows my mind a little bit that there's a lot of of people in in indie wrestling and and younger guys and older guys uh that don't really understand how important that part of it is and uh, back in in like the heyday of the p w a when I filmed the shows, I'd be trying to get guys you know, before, during and after shows, like, can we, can you shoot a promo to hype up next month or whatever? And so many guys just didn't want to do it. And it still, it blew my mind and it still does a little bit now that they don't understand how big what happens outside the ring on screen is to go along with what happens in. Absolutely. Yeah. And
1: that's something that i've definitely learned too like i'm not gonna say i was at but I, I wasn't really good at them initially you know it was it was not that i like i wasn't able to like speak and stuff but like i just once again i didn't know what my character was so it was really hard to cut promos initially and i guess that's why i maybe like stayed away from it a little bit when i was uh, first starting out but um that's what also like I, I appreciate about having like guys like rich and mitch and larry and ben Aramis, because they they pushed me to be like hey like you know you should talk more you should be able to like you know show your character more a little bit so um Aside from all like the antics and stuff, they really helped me out on that aspect and kind of um, pulled me a little bit up to speed and, and tried to motivate me to do better and, and um, it kind of paid off. So I definitely see where, where you're coming from, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I, you know, I'm, I was like a promo, you know, officiant or something. But um, it's definitely something I've grown to like, and I can I can see now how important it can become and, and and how it can really help your character
0: and the show that you're on. Well, yeah, you're doing it, and a lot of guys aren't. So that's that's definitely a, a step in the right direction. Uh, let's talk about your second track. You uh, picked a, uh, a track from someone called Rex Life Raj, "Beauty in mm-hmm. the Madness." I know nothing about this artist. Tell me about this artist and why you picked this song.
1: Yeah. Okay. So this song's actually a fairly recent one. I came across it like last year, I would say, um, and uh, it was. It's one of those songs where you know I. I have this problem where, like, when I I find a song that I like, I overplay the crap out of it. I'm sure a lot of people like this too, but I overplay the crap out of it to like I hate it. You know, I don't <laughs> want to listen to it anymore. But for some reason, I've listened to this song. I'd say almost like every day, and I've never gotten sick of it. I don't know if it's like the way the the mood is because it's more of like an r&b kind of slash like hip-hop song mm-hmm. um but i also like really enjoy the message behind it and, I, and i'm a huge like fan of like songs that have messages behind it and i mean the the title of the song is kind of um speaks for itself is it, it really just discusses about finding like um the silver lining in things and trying to find um you know the good within the bad. Um and that can kind of help a lot for me and it's kind of helped me a lot when I've been in like moments where I'm like oh like am I doing stuff right or am I you know just questioning myself and this song has always kind of helped me so um and it features a really popular artist in Wale. You know I'm a huge Wale fan. So Wale Mania
0: is um, coming up. Yeah.
1: Yes, that's right. Wale Mania. So
0: yeah. All right, so this is Rex Life Raj. This is the second pick from T.Y. Jackson on the Punk and Paw Pod podcast. I get a
3: rush when I'm in you Mixing love with the last when I'm in you It get too much in the crux of the issue We stuck on the physical lights, at you we kiss you in the subject We be switching for false souls We just lost souls How you with no horoscopes A lot of stars in the rose, but you tryin' though? To keep the vibe super high What you and I We probably gotta play alone
2: No, go, 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 go is that you help me find a way to see the beauty in the man? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. All that I'm asking uh, is that you help me find a way to see the beauty in the man? Of your patterns, yeah. uh, meet me somewhere where words don't even matter yeah. You're reliable, The feelings I feel with you are undeniable, yeah, Give you everything, shit I'm liable, Have a couple kids, high pray about I don't I'm down for it all yeah. Cause you been my road dog Give me up on I'm near in one call yeah. Cause you been with me all along Holding it down You keep it solid, and I keep you around. I keep you around, but for now, all that I'm asking is that you help me find a way to see the beauty in the mess.
3: Baby, you can say she's she not your place, not my place. Baby, do love for me. I know you got a man, but he look on me, and I'm calling on your phone girl, pick up on me. Nobody gotta know, make me keep our money down low. All that I'm asking is that you see the beauty in the madness, beautiful black skin, pretty. Come to the seaside with me. Uh, all that I'm asking
2: is that you see the beauty in the
3: madness, love me with passion. Come to the
2: same side with me All that I'm asking Is that you help me find a way to see the beauty in the mouth hey. All that I'm asking Is that you help me find a way to see the beauty in the man?
0: life, Raj. Pick number two from the uh, from T.Y. Jackson on the Punk and Potter podcast. The track is called "Beauty in the Madness." So I want to ask you a question, and I want to I want to word it properly because I don't want to say anything stupid. But um, how do you feel okay. as a as a talent of color? How how the wrestling business is now, maybe compared to how it was back in the day? And I know you're a very young man, so mm-hmm. you may not That's necessarily be familiar. But like like, do you feel you're treated any different? Do you have different mountains to climb, or? or... Am I making any sense?
1: I think like, at least in my case, yeah, no, absolutely. I totally get what you're talking about. And I actually had a conversation with somebody a while back on this, like on Instagram live, it was during like the, the black lives matter stuff. And um, we kind of had a great conversation about it. And I think for me, like um, I'm not going to sit here and like act like there's, I haven't experienced stuff like that, even in wrestling, you know, Um, especially when I was like kind of first starting out, there was like some people who were like, you know, we're kind of like judgmental and we're like making snarky comments about certain things. And like, you know, you know, just trying to like reaffirm stereotypes. Um, But I've been able to surround myself with a group of people who are like, you know, I've been able to speak to and like vent to, and be able to like, you know, tell them about that certain things. So I have that support system. Um, But like, I would say like 99% of the people who I've met in wrestling have been really cool. And, you know, they all, they all kind of understand like, um what to say what not to say how to go about things and just just good people so um i haven't had many complaints on that end but i mean there is some difficulties and i I think it's especially with the stereotypes and stuff you know how like a black wrestler should be or like you know what what they should act like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so um and i've had this conversation with like rich many times too but like the new day was like a big they were like a big deal to me because like it was the first time i saw a group of people who were like you know who looked the same as me um and especially Kofi, somebody who's, like, from Africa, just like I am. And, like, being able to just be goofy and be stupid and not, like, affirm to those stereotypes, um, which is why you can see a lot of times when, when we're out there as the Rads, we try to be as goofy as possible. And, you know, I try not to put myself in any box and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, long story short, it does occur. But, like, luckily for me, everybody, most everybody has been really cool. So that's nice to, nice to to know.
0: Awesome. Do you uh, do you get a chance to watch a lot of wrestling in your personal life? what uh, What's on your TV these days? What are you into? Oh gosh, like
1: it, it. For some reason, it's ever since I started wrestling, I feel like I've been watching wrestling less, which sucks. Um, but I guess because I'm like trying to balance so many things at the same time. But um, for me, like I, I'm. Like I'm just a huge like wrestling fan in general. So um whatever is on at the moment and I mean YouTube helps a lot because I can just kinda like scroll through and watch every clip and like TikTok and stuff like that, which is mm-hmm. you know, been dangerous because I can I find myself scrolling for like an hour and a half watching indie wrestling <laughs> matches who, you know, I don't even know who's wrestling and stuff like that. So um I try to catch like every major pay per view and stuff like that. And you know, I try to, to watch as much as possible, but like there's so much content nowadays, which is a good thing, but it's hard to keep up with everything, you know. Especially when you're in the middle of the madness too. So
0: there's yeah, you're a busy guy. So you said you have a job as well. Oh yes, yeah, I work what's, as well. What's the shoot job, or is that none of my like, damn business?
1: Ah, uh, I I do like data work. So I like I'm like a I'm like a nerd. So like I just sit at home and like crunch <laughs> numbers and like I uh, do spreadsheets and and all that that fun financial stuff. So yeah, which which helps because then you can watch some wrestling on the side.
0: Have you ever thought I of like a, a, a nerd gimmick where you come out there with like the glasses and the pocket protector and stuff like that? Or I mean, I know that's been done before, but
1: I, I'm pretty sure somebody's pitched that to me at some point. Might have been Rich. Rich really likes to like dog on me for stuff like that.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I try to separate the character at least so I can get some kind of variety in the life. You know, I can't be a nerd 24 seven. You know, I gotta have some gotta have some fun on the side. You know what I mean?
0: So, what are some of the uh, some of the wrestlers and some of the companies that you're enjoying right now? Because I found like talking yeah. to different people that uh that either you watch an absolute shit ton of wrestling like I do or you don't watch mm-hmm. hardly any and I always find it really interesting that there's a lot of guys out there who are wrestling right now who don't really watch it
1: yeah i don't I don't think it's I think it's just more so because like it's it's much at least for me I think it's been different watching wrestling now than it was before I started wrestling but I think in like a when I watch wrestling, I don't watch it with like I, this is gonna sound weird but i don't watch it all the time with the intent to like be entertained i kind of watch it as like a like a study session almost oh, you know absolutely what I mean? yeah like, yeah so like um a lot of times like uh, like when i watch a bash that's like really really good and i'm like i appreciate it for different reasons than like before i started wrestling you know what i mean so um but for me like at the moment like i'm a huge like nxt fan mm-hmm. um and as much as people like um, you know, didn't like the kind of change of NXT like during the pandemic and after. But I think right now they have such a solid like, uh, product. You know what I mean. So I've always been a fan of that. Um, I try to catch the main roster as much as I can. I mean, obviously like the Sammy and like Roman stuff, I've been watching consistently. Um, been watching like AEW as well too. Um, and you know, it's it's all just like the major stuff. But like I said, most of my content love like the time I'm watching wrestling is like on my phone, like scrolling on Instagram or something. Mm. So. I guess that's like maybe the new way to consume content, you know? Um, yeah.
0: You mentioned studying and that's, I think that's something that a lot of people do. Like I have a a, a note on my notebook on my phone that I have. And whenever I hear a commentator use like a, a term or a word that I think, oh, that, that, that works, that fits. I, I put it in there and I try to kind of add it to my repertoire. And I think everybody kind of does that
1: absolutely yeah i think especially when you're passionate about something too like it's hard to like not watch something and not want to you know emulate it in some certain sense or like especially really good stuff you know what i mean so um for me recently like i've been trying to go back and watch a lot of like faction stuff because you know i'm I'm stuck with these you know the boys you know consistently (laughs) so you know trying to trying to do that but yeah so it's just it's just more so really tailoring it to like for me what i'm doing right now and how can i how can i kind of learn from the best people who are doing it at the moment so
0: So what are some of your short and long-term goals in wrestling?
1: Oh gosh. I think, I think for short term for me, I think it's like trying to get out to as many provinces as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, I know the RADs specifically, we've talked so much about trying to get out to BC because we feel like that's probably the next logical step um, to try. There's a lot of good
0: stuff going on over there right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like the scene over there is crazy. Um, And in the past, like, couple of years well i'd say post-covid like the scene here in like pacific northwest and like western canada in general has like become absolutely insane so mm-hmm. just trying to like you know check off the boxes when it comes to provinces um i mean i'm originally from ontario that's where i was that's where i was born so oh, okay. i want to i want to go out there at least and have a have a show um in toronto to at least say i can i've done that but i think that's kind of the logical like short-term goal but like i think the long-term goal consists i think for like most wrestlers is to try to make it somewhere of uh some somewhere notable, you know, and, and um, make it big, you know, and I think now with the internet and with the opportunities that you can like make for yourself um, it's, it's, it's much easier than it used to be. So just trying to capitalize on that and, you know, hopefully, you know, make the dream come true.
0: See, and I like that you said that you want to make it somewhere notable because a lot of people will define like their success. Like I want to make it to WWE or I want to make it to AEW, but a lot of other people will define success. Like, you know, like you said, I want to work in different provinces. I like to work in different places like different parts of the country or in the states or i want to wrestle for ring of honor or i want to have a match for gcw yeah. or whatever so i'd like to you kind of quantify your goals like that that's cool um give us uh some of your book and what's uh what do your bookings look like coming up where can the folks see you
1: okay um
0: get out I'm the calendar out calendar because
1: i <laughs> yes i got to get out the calendar um but uh i'm only so I'm you can probably see me in Edmonton like at least once a week somewhere whether it's for like RCW or Love Wrestling or top talent um I'm here um so that's happening um we have love wrestling at the end of the month as well too on um, March you got a is it 29? twenty ninth? Oh, actually
0: we we uh, no it's it's it hang on here you know I <laughs> I should know this cuz I work for the same for the same damn company Yes no yes. it is the
1: uh 31st right I
0: uh, uh, I believe it is yeah Yes, that would okay. be the Most last difference. Friday of the month, wouldn't it?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Uh, you got a big match, the 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 Rads and Seven. Tell me really, really quickly because we're starting to run out of time here. Uh, mm-hmm. What happened at the end of the show? Because I was kind of signing off, and I looked to my left, and you guys are all beating the shit out of each other in the aisle. How did that all come about?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a rare <clears> moment where I think you know all of us lost our cool because um, I mean you know we go out there to watch the main event because you know as much as people want to act like the rads are a bunch of assholes and stuff like we appreciate where we work and we appreciate the content so we wanted to go support the main event and obviously thad is out there running his mouth um and what basically happened is judge ben omen gave thad you know uh, a little piece of his medicine and uh, knocked him out clean and um you know we were just going to leave it between managers but then jack bride had to interfere and put his hands on a non-wrestler so um, uh, We had to jump in for our boy's sake. So that's what basically happened. And, you know, I, I heard there might be some repercussions and, and you know, I bet there better be repercussions for that as well. If something's happening to Ben or any of us. But, um, you know, I, I love wrestling. We're going to teach seven to not mess with the rats and that they're a new faction, that they um, are too big for the britches at the moment.
0: So. that was a very intense and very uncomfortable situation that happened right next to me. And it, it was a hell of a way to kind of go off the air uh, really quickly. Give us your social medias. Where can the folks find you on the interwebs? Yes, absolutely. So
1: on Instagram, you can find me at TY Jackson uh, with periods between the T and Y. That's the oh, only place you that you'll get the periods at <laughs> uh, because Instagram will let me do it for fully. Um, and then on Twitter, it's the same thing with just underscores. So T underscore Y underscore Jackson, and you can kind of find everything um, that I'm doing on there. So,
0: yeah, right on. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Uh, uh, you're you're somebody that I I didn't really know too too well as as I've always mentioned. Like for for years and years and years, I, I I worked and lived in my PWA bubble, and I didn't really know or meet many people from other companies. And I'm kind of doing that now. And there's a lot of really cool people and a lot of really great talent. And I'm enjoying meeting all you guys and getting the chance to work with you guys. So thank you for coming on here and uh, hanging out with me. No,
1: I pr- I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Boris. And uh, yeah. I will see you
0: soon. So we are going to go out. uh, Pardon me uh, by a track from the far side. It's very hip hop heavy edition of the Punk and Potiphar's podcast. And I'll be the first to admit, I don't listen to a lot of hip-hop, but I do enjoy some of it. Uh, my son listens to a lot, so I kind of get a bit of it from him. But uh, this track is called uh, Passing Me By. It's by The Far Side. I literally know nothing about The Far Side other than the fact that this song is in the movie mid-90s, and I love the movie mid-90s, so I thought I'd put it at the end of the podcast. Thank you again to TY Jackson. I have no idea who's coming on next week, but uh, it's going to be a gooder, and we will talk to you guys all next week.
4: Was. And Shelly, See, she's my type of hype and I can't stand what brothers tell me, that I should quit chasing and look for something better, but the smile that she shows makes me a go-getter, I haven't gone as far as asking if I could get with her, I just play love by ear and hope she gets the picture i'm shooting for her heart got my finger on the trigger she can be my broad and i can be honey, I can be
1: hiding.
4: Yeah. all i can do is stay up uh, back the we used to kiss when we played truth today uh. now she's more sophisticated highly educated, not at all overrated i think i need a prayer to get in a book and it looks rather dry i guess a twinkle in her eye is just a she's crazy stepping i'll try and stop the stride because i won't have no more of this passive vibe. for me to voice my opinion can be pretend she didn't have me sprung like a chicken chasing my tail like a doggy she was kind of like a star thinking i was like a fan damn she looked good downside she had a man he was a Rudy too, a nick and poop she told me soon your little birdie's on to father the coop she was a flake like corn and i was born not to understand my let in the past i proved to be a better man I'm bad. to
3: Again. The dope is Ethiopian, and now the world around me beacons moving in slow motion whenever she happens to walk by. Why does the apple of my eye overlook and disregard my feelings? No matter how much I try, wait, no, Why didn't really pursue my little princess with persistence. And I was so low key that she was unaware of my existence from a distance. I decided. Secretly admire her, write her, a letter, together And it was, my dear, my dear, my dear You do not know me, but I know you very well Now let me tell you about the feelings I've been for you Ooh. When I try or make some sort of attempt I simp, damn, I wish I wasn't such a wimp Cause then I would let you know that I love you so And if I was your man, then I would be true The only lying I would do is send the bed with you The only time to the one who loves you dearly P.S. Love me tender But the letter came back three days later Returned to sender. damn